Hi all, welcome to episode 17 of the Junk Bat Podcast. Before we chat to this episode's guest, Owen Morgan, I just want to talk over a few things uh, from what was the first official weekend of the 2020 cricket season in Wales. Firstly, huge thanks to Cricket Wales for getting out all the guidelines and the ECB for providing the PPE packs that were given out. If your club hasn't received one yet, I'm sure it's not too late. Uh, make sure you get in touch with them. There's loads of good things in that pack uh, to help you get through this cricket season. So whilst I was uh, perusing uh, play cricket for a bit of information about what happened last weekend, came to my attention that Andrew Jones scored 100 uh, for Avogveni despite being dropped for the first ball. Um, also, there was a diamond duck for Tom Bevan from St. Fagans. Oh, waited all that time and then run out, I presume, without facing the ball. Alec Holdaway um, scored three figures against Malpas. Uh, it was quite hard getting all the information. So, can I ask you, this weekend, when you put a tweet out, you know, say somebody's done something, can you hashtag Jones the Bat or at Jones the Bat so I can get this information and I can get their name on the podcast? Uh one story from, from me, you may have seen it if you follow me on Twitter, um, but uh, I've got to say it involves my son. We played in an interclub match for the Fugees on the weekend. Um, the teams were announced on Thursday. I quickly realised that I would be playing against Iwan, who is my son. He's 13. He's a chopsy little wicket keeper. Uh, he's doing quite well. Um so I opened the batting in the second innings. I felt quite good, actually. A couple of fours, found the middle of the bat, and then I had one bowl in my slot, which I ambitiously thought I was going to play a lofted drive, only to nick it. Now, as soon as I nicked it, there was that slow-motion feeling that everyone has, I'm sure, uh, and I realised that my son had just caught me behind. Now, I thought... When I was given a send-off at Tondi many, many years ago by Butler, Reddy, Big Brian, Bussy and co. That, that was pretty loud, but it kind of paled into insignificance, the noise that not only my son made, but the, the team I was playing against, but also my team. The whole Fugees went up, cheered, elated the fact that I had been caught out by my son. Uh, yeah, so I actually walked as well, which uh, if you guys played against me, you might not always think I do, but I do actually, I do, I do walk. Um, so there we are. I don't think uh, we will ever live that one down, the day I was caught by my lad. But there we are. Nice little story. Start of the season. Uh, loads of games coming up this weekend, and yet tag in, hashtag Jones the Bat at Jones the Bat, whatever you're on, and let me know these stories that are happening. As I'm actually recording this, uh, my Twitter feed just flashed, uh, and Ali Waldron from Lisbane Cricket Club has asked me to to look at Lisbane's Twitter feed from the weekend and the way in which Gareth Thomas, 102, that's his Twitter handle, uh, was out on the weekend. And by the looks of it, he's gone to play one over to... Deep mid wicket, and he's dropped his bat, and his bat has gone onto his stumps. Definitely worth. He's got his hands on his hips then as well. 
Oh dear. Yeah, definitely worth one to look at. Um, yeah, head over to the Lizvane Twitter page for that one. So, on to today's guest, Owen Morgan. He's a Bont boy um, who was a little bit of a late developer into cricket. And this chat, we discuss his early childhood experiences and the influential people along the way who have helped Owen become a professional cricketer. And I just saw today that he played in the, the 2020 match amongst the Glamorgan players. I think he scored a, a quick fire 30, 37, I think, off about 20 odd balls. So things are looking good for him. And this was our chat in the middle of lockdown. So, yeah, he's, he's not playing cricket. This was right back. And this is one of the podcasts that uh, I managed to retrieve after I spilt lager on my laptop. So here we are. Here's our chat. I'm sure you'll enjoy it. Hi there, Owen. How are you, mate? Hi, Rich. Yeah, not too bad, mate. How are you doing? <laughs> not bad, not bad. Times are tough at the minute. Uh, what's it like for a, a professional cricketer? Um, yeah, I think it's, it's the same for everyone, mate. I'm stuck in a, in a flat at the minute with, with this lovely weather and it's quite hard to... Uh, you know, it's just a bit tough, but no, just trying to stay as busy as I can, really. Are you, are you managing to get in any cricket whatsoever, or is it just total lockdown? Uh, it's pretty much total lockdown. I mean, I'm pretty much just, I'm into my running a little bit, so I'm just staying busy with a few runs around the village and things like that. But apart from that, it's uh, it's pretty quiet with the cricket thing. Cool. Right, so uh, this podcast, you know, we, we talk about the pathways uh, of professional cricketers and uh, I want to go right the way back to the start. Uh, we, you know, you've got quite an unusual story uh, regarding how you, how you got to become a professional player. Uh, but let's just go right the way back to the start, you know, your earliest cricketing memories. Uh, yeah, I, th- I think my earliest memories would probably be back when I was in primary school and my, my grandfather was taking me to... Um, I think they were called Dragon Dragon Cricket coaching um, sort of training sessions. Uh, they were run by John Prickett. Um, right. I think that's probably my earliest memory, probably around nine, ten years old, maybe. No, uh, and you mentioned John Prickett there. Obviously, a stalwart in in West Wallian cricket, um, and has had massive influences on on many many people going through uh, the courses. So, what was it that sparked it? Was there anything in particular that sparked your love for the game, or was it just you know, another sport alongside football and rugby? Um, yeah, I think it was that really. I think I, I played football and rugby when I was younger, but yeah, cricket was just the thing to do in the summer. My, my friends played it from school, so it was a logical thing to join them. And I think it was just lucky. It's probably the thing I was I was better at, so um, I just naturally tended to go towards that more. Yeah, um, and you know, I said I said at the beginning, you know, your story is a little bit unusual because, in the fact that. You, I go around the, the circuit now with junior cricket and a lot of the players who are actually, you know, progressing well have parents who, who are involved in cricket, but your parents weren't really involved in cricket at all. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's funny. That, yeah, no, none of, nobody in my family at all ever played cricket. Well, my father claims he, he played a little bit, but um, I've seen the way he holds my bat in the house and things. I can safely say he wouldn't have been any good. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I remember my, my first ever game, my mother was there, she was just reading a book, she had no interest whatsoever, um, whereas that's quite changed now, she's on the edge of her seat watching me play most of the time, so, uh, but yeah, um, nobody in the family played cricket at all. Do you have any brothers or sisters, Owen? I uh, have two half-brothers, uh, yeah. one of them did, did play cricket a little bit, but um, again, didn't play a huge amount. 
Yeah, so so someone to play against. But uh, yeah, an unusual thing. And then you've got mum then, who doesn't know anything about cricket probably, and then has to go to these games, either the little county game, sit down and watch and try to learn the game. And all of a sudden there's a parent, I suppose, like you say, she's on the edge of her seat watching you play. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy how it's changed a little bit. But yeah, it's, uh, everyone's story is different, I suppose. Absolutely. Um, what? So, you know, it, it's kind of... So, we talk about John Prickett being early, but then, you know, we're talking now 12, 13, 14 years of age. You know, who are the influential people, the, the significant other people in your life then who, you know, actually said, you know, oh, and you, you know, you've got something here. Let's, let's see if we can go down this avenue. Um, I, don't, I don't think I was an influential person as such, but I think I've had a lot of people and coaches um, throughout as I was growing up, you know, they, they provided me with a lot of, um, information and a lot of guidance I think when I look back when I was probably 14 years old 15 at Carl Holden and Jeff Jones um, they they sort of started they that was the age when I started performing a lot better um, and, and they instilled a lot of uh, belief in myself that I could go a bit further um, again mentioning John Prickett he potentially had the the biggest influence on me because he sort of saw me when I was 14 saw that I could I could bowl a little bit back then and uh, he got me involved in a, a Wales in the 15s trial and um, that's when I first got picked up in the Wales uh, age groups. Mm, so, you know, t- touching on that, that's, you know, we see lots of players now from, I know there's no longer a Wales under 11s, but Wales are the 12s and the 13s and the 14s. Um, and a lot of the time, those Welsh teams are quite established by the time those players get to those those age groups, but you were quite late in joining that uh, Welsh setup, how how was that for you? Yeah, I think it was it was different. Obviously, growing up, I was aware of the Welsh age groups, and I think I had a trial when I was under thirteens. Actually, didn't get picked. Um, but then joining when I was fifteen, it, it was new, and it was it was it was literally like a, a new experience. I think, and it, to some extent, it was. I think it was quite nice because I had no experience with it before. It was it was all fresh, and um, it, it was a good. I had a good team at the time, and it was. I think. The, the freshness of it then made me almost I, I like being a part of it and it made me um, want to carry that on in later years mm. so you, you're starting to improve now uh, how much practice are you starting to put into the game now are you, have, has rugby and football gone to the side or are you just cricket at the age of 15 yeah I pretty much finished playing um, rugby when I was about 14 yeah so cricket was um, the main focus then probably from the age of 15 yeah so I think, obviously, you had your neat nets as it was back then, once a week, um, and then the club nets whenever they came around. So yeah, that's I think when I first started playing for Wales, then I'd go down the nets a little bit more on my own, um, things like that. So yeah, the training would have definitely um, I just started doing a lot more of it. Yeah, um, what I'm noticing now a lot with with junior cricketers and right from a very very early age is the influence of of one on ones. Um, yeah. and, and parents having to pay a lot of money actually to almost like to keep up. And did you go through the one-on-one phases? Did you have many one-on-ones being a junior? Um, yeah, I did for, for, I think for a winter or two. Um, I was fortunate. My, my parents funded me to go and see Alan Jones, the great legendary Alan Jones of Glamorgan. Um, yeah. so I had a couple of winters with him and he, he was good again. Um, the knowledge he has is so vast and I learned a lot from him. And again, he, he sort of saw something in me that, that he had a lot of belief in me that um, I could go on and 
potentially play a, yeah. a what do you, what, level. You know, what do you think these people saw in you? You know, you say they say so so saw something in you, Alan saw something in you. What do you think they saw? What what do you think you look for uh, in, in that junior who can go on and make it? Um, I think it's a tough one. But I think some people have, have an eye and they can just see that someone's got got something, whether that's the way they bowl or the way that they bat, they can almost just see something. Mm. I don't think the, they may not necessarily um, perform as such or they haven't shown many rewards in the field, but sometimes I think a coach can just have an eye for someone and they can say, oh yeah, he, he can play a little bit. Um, mm. Yeah, so I think that's that's what... That's what it would be. Yeah, so so you're in the Welsh setup now, but then you're also playing uh, club cricket. When when did you start playing like senior club cricket at a, a competitive age? Uh, so I first my first club was Llangan FCC. Um, I think I started playing for the thirds when I was thirteen, um, and then moved up into the seconds, and then I made my first team debut when I was fifteen. Then right. And that's at um, Flangeneth, yeah. Yeah. So that was that was in the old West Wales League just before the Premier League formed. And I can remember playing against Darren Thomas, Mark Wallace, uh, Crofty. Um, there was a lot of there was quite a good competitive league back then. Mm. And then you made the move over to Pondadillis, am I correct? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So the following year, when I was sixteen, I moved over to the Bont. And and were there influential influential people there who helped you along the way? Oh, definitely. Yeah, I mean that was a big change. That that was a move into Premier League cricket. The first year of it, um, the club coach at the time was Barry Lloyd, uh, a legend of the club. Sadly, passed away a few years ago. Yeah. Again, he he played and captain Glamorgan. Uh, I learned a hell of a lot from him. Um, but even on the playing side, there was. My first year at the club, we had a ridiculously good team. Um, Crofty was playing. We had Alex Jones was on the staff. Um, Gary Arrowsmith, Wayne Law, Daniel Roberts. It was a very good team uh, for people to learn from as well. So you're a, a junior in this uh, in this team. You know, what, you're 16, mm. 17, and you're looking up at some you know these great guys who, who've played a lot of cricket. What what were the main things that you you picked up from them? Uh, yeah, that's a good point. There's there's a lot of good players, but I think. Just the way, like for example, Crofty looking the way he he go about his business. Maybe um, how, as a spin bowler, the importance of field sets and the way he'd construct his spell of bowling and things like that. That was quite a big learning thing for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, no, no one better to learn from in uh, uh, <laughs> spin bowling than, than Crofty. I imagine at that time. Um, so you are going up through the the age groups now. So you're. You know, what are you 15, 16, 17. Uh, are you playing Welsh schools then or Welsh or the Welsh team? Are you still involved there then? Yeah, I was still involved. So I played from 15s all the way through to the end. Uh, I finished the 17s back then. Um, but that, that's when it that's when it sort of breached off. Um, you either got put on the academy or not. Mm. Um, and, then, and I... Sorry, go on. Go on. No, you go. No, I was going to say, um, that's, that's sort of almost like the make and break, I think, back then. Um, and unfortunately for myself, I actually was um, never put on the Glamorgan Academy. So there's, you know, we talk about, you know, going through professional pathways and you get your ups and downs and things like that and your setbacks. But that must have been a huge setback not to be put onto that Glamorgan staff or the Glamorgan Academy, should I say. Um, how did you deal with it? Um, yeah, I, I, I can remember being quite disappointed at the time because obviously I was 
relatively still new to Welsh age group cricket. I haven't played for three years and I've done done okay and I I thought I had a chance, you know. Um mm. but yeah, I was naturally naturally very disappointed and it probably um did dent my confidence a little bit. But uh, I think I was still playing at the bond at the uh, at the highest standard of club cricket. So um I had a chance to sort of just carry on with that really. So so you're playing at the bond, you're starting to put in some good performances. Uh obviously there's some influential people at the club uh, who were playing there then? Uh, what's the next step? Where'd you go from there? How? Where'd you go from not being selected for the for the academy to, you know, having an opportunity to to be on a professional contract? Um, I think it's quite fortunate that the minor counties platform um, sort of run off run off the academy. So if you're on the academy, you could you were um you play a bit of minor counties. Um unfortunately Darren Dan Thomas was a coach, player coach in the minor counties. He he had me involved with that. So um it, it was almost like I was on the academy but I wasn't I wasn't officially on it, but I kind of still trained with them and um I was involved in minor county games. So I was still playing at a relatively good level then. Mm. And then you had an opportunity to go to Australia. Yes, yeah. So obviously I went I went to university. Um, got my degree, and I was I was involved a little bit with with Glamorgan then. Um, but even once I finished uni, I still didn't have a contract. And fortunately, Crofty had sorted for me to um, go to Adelaide on the Dan Lehman Academy. Um, that was funded by the ECB. All right. And that was uh, yeah. That was great. Very very good experience. So. You go over to Australia, you start playing grade cricket. Uh, you've been playing at Ponte de Lice previously in the Premier League. What's the difference? You know, what, what, are we talking different levels? Or is there anything in particular that you, you noticed that was different? Uh, the, the ball probably bounced a bit more on Australian pitches than it does in the bond, anyway. <laughs> yeah. um, um, no, I think it's, it's completely different culture out there. The cricket is almost like their main sport out there, where over here it's not. Um, Great cricket structured Saturday and Sundays most or every other week. I think I remember after the New Year, it was almost every week till I got back, I was playing Saturday and Sunday, which is which is different formats how we do over years. I think it was just completely different. The, the competitiveness, um, I think in the leagues around you, everyone's so familiar with everyone. Yes, it's still competitive. Um, yeah. But over there, it just almost has like a, like a bit of a different needle with it. Yeah. Uh, and, and the standard... Would you say the standard was was different as well? Uh, it, it gassed that quite a lot. It, I, I think it's such a hard one to compare, um, but it, it is a tough one. I think the pitches can play a part, um, but the standard was different because I think obviously over there the two day games is is a different sort of structure and compared to the Welsh league, it's just one day cricket. Um, mm. it, it is a tough one to compare. I can't really quite give a, an answer. <laughs> so you know, when when you come back. Do you feel as if you're a better player for for being out there? I think so, yeah. Because it was probably the first time um, in my life, really, where I my education had finished. Um, I was on a good good placement. Um, I got to train flat out for six months. Um, and I think coming back, yeah, my my game did feel a lot a lot better. Mm. And you're given then an opportunity with Glamorgan. Um, yeah, so I came back initially. And I remember I had a conversation I was going to have sort of second team games and it was pretty much like a six-week period and it was it was almost like a bit of a make-and-break situation, really. Mm. And you, you did okay, <laughs> evidently. 
Yeah, fortunately, I, I had a, probably the best six weeks I had, really. And um, I managed to get into the first team. And then, yeah, I got a contract off, off the back of that summer, really. Oh, it's, it's fantastic. Um, I I just want to go back to that that, that thing about, you know, you, you got to the, that that uh, professional contract. But, you know, at 15, you know, you're just starting that. And it's a, it's a pretty, you know, quick transition those six years isn't it to to actually get into the the professional game and i think it's a message for maybe the youngsters out there to you know keep going and keep working hard would that be your advice uh definitely for sure yeah i think a lot of people see it as the traditional way you've got to play issue cricket from the age of 11 12 and go through the system and go on the academy and i think there's a lot of cases where that hasn't happened for people so i think if you do experience a, a setback in, in your career, there's, there's no reason why you can't as long as you work hard and you still set your goal out to be that. Um, mm. I don't think everyone has to follow the traditional way as such. Absolutely. And I think you know that gives a lot of hope for a, a lot of cricketers out there who maybe when they don't get selected for the Gwent team or I say Gwent, the county team, when they don't get selected for the, the Welsh teams, you know, I see a lot of kids then just give up and they say, oh, you know, I'm not good enough as if they've, they've reached their ceiling instead of having that mindset that you had saying, no, I can, I can go on. I can, I can still do this. Um, and I think that, you know, that's, um, that's a superb, a superb mindset to have. Um, along the way, you talked about, you know, many people who've, um, enhanced your, uh, career I suppose helped you out along the way I, I want to try and get a book that maybe some people have read or you've read that some people might find interesting some things that have helped you out along the way um, yeah I don't think there's a particular book that stands out in my mind as such I've been a bit of a badger I've read a fair few autobiographies um, and I think the common theme that just comes out of them is again just working hard I think I always used to have the perception that the international players, they were just so talented, it all just fell in place for them. But even speaking to people like Colin Ingram, it, it doesn't work like that. I think the common theme is hard work does prevail. And I think if that's good enough for the best players, then um, it's good enough for anyone. Yeah, you know, it goes along with that opportunity and then having that, that motivation and that mindset, I suppose, to, you know, really work hard and, and, and get the work done. Um, oh, and it's been absolutely fantastic talking to you you know i hope it's given a lot of uh, juniors if juniors are listening out here or parents are listening out on this podcast you know that that motivation to say yeah it's, it's not too late if you don't get selected when you're eight years old or nine years old as we're seeing uh, some of the particularly in football though that kind of thing happens doesn't it but uh mate it's been fantastic talking to you i hope this uh, this pandemic ends soon and we can actually get out and play some cricket because uh i think glamorgan uh Morgan are on a cusp of some something good, yeah. Hopefully, yeah, I think so. Hopefully, uh, we get some cricket and um, some victories and success comes our way. Excellent, mate. It's been brilliant talking to you. Thanks a lot. Yeah, thanks for having me. Cheers. Cheers, mate. Huge thanks to Owen for doing that. Great listen to the fact that you know his his journey wasn't the one which is prescribed, which is set out to so many parents about under 11s, 12s, 13s, 14s, and then getting into a professional contract. There are different ways to go about it. Uh, just a little reminder, uh, if you need your bat refurbed, get in touch. If you want NHS stickers, prostate cancer stickers, uh, or teenage cancer trust stickers, get in touch. Follow me at Jones the Bat. Uh, go to my website, jonesthebat.com. 
go to eBay, search Jones the Bat, and everything will be on there. Um, yeah, and uh, thank you for listening. Please remember to uh, to rate uh, and to uh, subscribe and then give a review. That would be great if you could do that and uh, greatly appreciated. Till next week, guys. Go well this weekend. Get some runs. Don't forget to tag at Jones the Bat or hashtag Jones the Bat so I can keep up to date with all the shenanigans that go on in Welsh cricket. See you guys.